is up, e This is Girthy, and this is Texas. Howdy, howdy. And boy, do we have a good episode in store today. I can't wait. I'm excited. I'm hella excited. It's something that we don't really get to go into detail very much with, but I'm excited because they're really good friends of ours. They treat us well, and they're magnificent people. So, without further ado, we're going to jump right to the point. Uh, today, our guest is the guys from FOF, um, and it is Coach Witz and Coach Razor. What's going on, guys? Oh, happy to be here. How are you doing tonight? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. How are you, Razor? Oh, loving life. That's the best answer I could ask for. So, for those of you that don't know... These guys have something super special and super unique going on with their organization. Uh, I'm going to let them take the floor here in a second. But uh, they are a brother organization with E-Rise, so we are very close to them, and we couldn't be happier and definitely couldn't be, uh, I'm going to say, stuck with a better group of people. Their entire community is just full of just incredible people. But it's not just who they are. It's what they do as well. And I will let these guys tell you a little bit about what they do, and then we'll kind of get into our chat. Uh, you guys take it from here. Okay. Uh, introduce myself. I'm Coach Witz. I'm one of the owners of FOF. I've got Razor here, who's also a coach. Um, basically, we help run the comp side of our community. What we also do for FOF is we have extended into something kind of new. Um, We've really branched into the whole coaching organization while maintaining our community and our own comp teams as well. Um, we just got the idea and thinking together that, you know, we have these skills. Why not make it accessible to everyone? Uh, we've noticed that there's guys out there, different orgs and whatnot that do it, but they charge you a basically a package plan, you know. And for me, that seems kind of unfair. Um, Call of Duty needs to be a place of shared information, uh, of happiness. I mean, when you get off from work, you've been working your nine to five, you're tired, you're just wore out, and you come home, you have your dinner, you spend some time with family. The one thing that us men do, and women, is come home and we want to relax and just vent on the game, whether we take it as casually or as more competitive. So what we want to do is we want to bring our information to everyone around us as well and help everyone grow in the Call of Duty community while maintaining being skilled players as well. If you want to be just strictly a casual player, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to up your game, why doesn't someone come out and help that can and not charge you an arm and a leg? I mean, I believe that in doing that, it's going to make the Call of Duty community that much more impressive. Um, I'm going to give it over to my buddy Razor here. Howdy, guys. So I'm Coach Razor. Um, I am a part owner of FOF as well. I am the logistics guy. I am the guy that does all the background work and pretty much the basic training of the coaching aspect. I bring everyone in as they're new. It's uh, assess their skill levels and everything and decide where they need to improve and where they don't need to improve. Um, we, as Witt said, we thought about this um, 
took us a while to decide on what we were going to do on this. And when it was brought to the table, we decided that this was the best option and best course of avenue. And we really liked the idea. Um, it is, in my eyes, it is fun. Um, I find more pleasure in it doing it than sometimes even just playing the game. Being able to pass on the information that I know and the knowledge and the skills that I know just so I can help people become better players. And, and feeling and doing that, you know, it really brings us together. And that's when we branched with the E-Rise here as a brother organization. Um, really and truly, uh, we owe E-Rise a big thank you for how well they embraced us and allowed us to kind of venture into this together in an unknown um, territory. And oh, they I embraced feel- us all right. <laughs> I, I feel that um, we've really blossomed as both communities taking off in this venture. Um, so I'm I'm very excited for what the future holds. Um, of course, you know, having a maintaining DM relationship with Gerthy is also the side effect of happiness too. Just saying. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm sure there are some that will disagree, but you get the good side of me. That's the good part. Texas, on the other hand. Uh, he doesn't always see me as a Dolly Parton-esque type person, <laughs> but you know, we keep it real. I'm actually going to, uh, I'm actually going to tell a quick story of how this came about, because I think it's very interesting. Um, everybody knows that we have a CDL team. We actually have a, a group of CDL teams and the guy that runs our CDL stuff, uh, Infinite came to us and like, Hey, I've got an opportunity for us. Um, there's these guys, they coach very, very good at what they do. They have a lot of experience and I think that we can benefit greatly from bringing them in and helping us coach. Well, that's something I had never heard of before. I mean, I know that coaches exist in CDL, but like for somebody to have a pretty much an academy attached to their organization, um, I was, I was all ears for it. And then once we actually got to talk to the FOF guys, everything started to make more sense and things really started clicking when I went into a stream and saw how they coach. It's very one-on-one, but in a group setting, which is very unique. Um, at that point I was locked in at that point, I was 100% behind the idea. And then it came to just conversations of how can we help each other? And I felt like we all, you know, found a good place, for us to help benefit them as much as they benefit us. Um, one of the cool things about FOF, like like they said, they you know they they coach and you know help you individually, but it's 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 the way that they do it, and it's the um it's it's they're always on time, they're always there, their DMs are wide open, and I have seen quite a few of our players benefit greatly from the coaching that they offer. Uh, it's I've seen people go from zero to hero. Um, I've seen people change the entire way they communicate uh, with their callouts and with their teammates. Um, I've seen people have confidence instilled in them. But most of all, I've seen some beasts come out of some people that I wasn't quite sure if they even had a beast in them. <laughs> um, that being said, you know, one of the things that I think gets me, I'm not, everybody knows I'm not a huge CDL guy. I play around with our CDL guys uh, just for the fun of it because 
it is exciting. It's more for me in Texas and the other owners and majors to get in there and kind of just see what they're doing. Every time I hop into the our custom eights lobbies, it's different. Everybody plays differently. It, it went from being kind of slower pace, kind of like a pub pace, to true competitive pacings, com competitive call-outs. It goes from maybe two or three people are talking and giving call-outs here and there to it is just constant chatter. And when you watch CDL, uh, that's what you hear. You don't really hear the game. You hear chatter. Um, one of my favorite, my favorite CDL guys of all time was Formal. That dude talks so fast. And... It was like, I don't know how people understand this chatter. And then you get in there with your own guys and hear them talking the way that they're talking. And it's like, it's all clicking in my head because I know what they're trying to say. And it's like, this is insane. Like, and it's only been, you know, a month and a half at this point. And I can tell you that we've changed as an organization, as a CDL organization, uh, we've changed our expectations and our requirements to join our, our CDL league um everybody knows we're kind of in the midst of uh bringing a cdl league to life with about a 10 or 11 more uh, organizations of course fof is one of them uh but they are actually uh, spearheading the project with us which makes it so much more fun because we we all have a lot of fun together and one thing i've learned about fof is they're not that they're not that different from me rise and i think that's what makes a, such a good combination uh, but you guys bring a lot to the table it's not just coaching it's not just call of duty it's beyond that it's it's the confidence that you instill in our, our guys not even like i said not even in just gaming i mean if you have confidence in gaming like there's something to be said about the confidence that goes with life too um but it's also you've brought more of a brotherhood feel to our guys like our guys are so much more comfortable with each other. They spend a lot of time. They practice throughout the week. They get to spend time with with you guys, and you know, you guys are a, a part of our community now. Um, there's just constant back and forth. You know, you guys are super, super, super visible in ours, in our uh, community, and it's just one of those things. It's just fun to watch, and it's fun to get to know you guys. I know Wits and I have played a lot of Warzone together. I like to take him out of his comfort zone a little bit. Try to uh, you know do some things that he doesn't normally get to do with as much coaching as he does, and and then Razor, I've got to know Razor a little bit to the point where I I know what kind of a goofball he is. But when these guys go to coach, it is it is a coach. I mean, it is not it's not like a Nick Saban esque where it's never good enough, but it's more of a like you know if you if you don't believe that you can do it, then what what are we doing? You know exactly. And, and when those guys start to understand that, like, damn, I just got to hit this button another time, or I, you know, I look here instead of here, you start to see these guys really become beasts at this game, and that's what makes it fun for me as a guy that's, you know, from the outside looking in. You know, and the thing talking about the progression of y'all's teams and from where they came from, where they're at now, the main fundamental thing is communication. You know, the base stat of any FPS player is communication. That is something that we work on within the first week, along with your settings and different stuff like that, looking at your loadouts. We break it all down to the individual player. We want to know you. And going back into um, when you said 
uh, how we go about it, like not a Nick Saban type thing. True. We want to build you up. Okay. We want to make sure that you're realistic, though, as well. You know, the thing is, is yes, we can give you the tools to be a better player, but you have to apply them. You have to take and listen to what we're telling you and put it in rotation with the skills you already have. So we see that you have the potential. We show you how to build on that potential. And then the hard work is left up to you. Yes, we provide the, the schematics for it. But at the end of the day, you've got to pat yourself on the back. And each one of y'all's comp guys deserves to pat themselves on the back. Because day by day, they are moving in strides. And I am so proud of them. It, it, it's ama- it amazes every one of us you know, to see the leaps and bounds that they're taking and making. Because some of these guys that came in, you know, we were, we were like, well, they've been pub players for a long time. It's hard to break some of those uh, routines, some of those things they've been doing for all these years. But I have not known a single one that hasn't applied the information that we have given to them and made it for the better. And, I, you know, I agree. I agree. It, it honestly is just, it's mind blowing. It really is. Um, I've been in the COD scene for over 13 years. Um, I've been coaching for a little over two. That's a long time to be competitively playing and seeing every aspect of the comp scene for through different titles. So, you know, the thing is also, we want to keep it lighthearted too. You know, this is a hobby, guys. This is something that you can take to a serious degree if you would like. But it also, you need to have fun with it. If you're treating it like another job, you're going to get burnt out. So, like this week, we've been doing scrims. This this uh, Monday, Wednesday, uh, or actually tonight, we have another scrim done. And then it's going to be recording and streaming it. And then Wednesday, we have another scrim um, with E-Rise. So, you know, everyone tune into those. See your guys. Support them. Whatever it may be, be there for them. Because I'm telling you right now, E-Rise has something special. And oh, we over at FOF, we could not be happier with everything that y'all have helped us with, with helping on building our community, uh, giving us advice. I mean, this is not a one-way thing, one-sided type of deal. You know, this has been an actual shared brotherhood of information both ways. And I think, Gertie, you can agree with me on this. This was one of the fundamental things that we build off of with our relationship. Oh, 100%. And, uh, you know, we apply the same things to our coaching techniques and our CDL um, regulations and stuff like that. So uh, not only that, you guys have resources beyond coaching. You know, if if you're if you're coaching, if you're teaching these guys something, you have resources to back up what it is. For example, you have if you have call outs, you're teaching them. You guys have custom made these things to help them it's it's almost like having homework like it's things that keeps they see with their own eyes and they keep seeing it and keep seeing it until a week from now they go back in you say go here and they know exactly what you're talking about you get what you put in when it comes to your coaching 100% and i can say that because i've seen i'm going to call him out because i think that he deserves it i think he this guy deserves so much so much respect and 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 it's and it's racer cult. That guy's put in more work than I think I even 100%. expected. I expected anybody to put in work 
uh, I would hope that I would I would love to have you know all of our guys just you know be be such a sponge like Racer is. I mean, the guy he's not scared to ask questions. I know for a fact that he is uh, going and working on things on his own. I mean, I've seen what he does in pub matches, and he's always up top. You know, uh, he's, he's he's really really honed in that inner beast that you know we speak of when we joke around about you know how do we how do we get these guys to wake up you know like but i've seen a lot of our guys even our good guys still benefit greatly from your coaching um but also the great part about it is it's allowed our cdl leader infinite a little bit more wiggle room to do the things that he's envisioning for the cdl squads and i think that's kind of, you know, just as important as the coaching aspect that when you guys come in, you know, the biggest thing that I've noticed, and I'm going to say this, it's it's very much a family family feel between us, like instant. Uh, it was love at first sight, if you will. <laughs> but um, even you, Razor. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> hey, you can't deny. Have you seen Razor's pictures? Like, if he didn't talk, he would be like, I'm moist. If he just didn't talk, like that's, I'm just saying, it's two podcasts in a row that word has come up. Can we not do this, please? Please, anything else? Anything else? But that okay. word, uh, <laughs> no. But um, but man, it's the guy. It's the respect that our guys have for you because they know that you're taking time out of your day and you're you're giving them your undivided attention for however long the session's going to be. But I've also noticed that they're still having fun. So like you said, if 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 you feel like this is another job, my best advice to you is to stop. Because you you're gonna get bored with it. You're gonna get burnt out. You're gonna hit this this plateau of talent. Okay? I I do it all the time with Warzone. I, I take I try to take a day or two off a week. Um, but you'll kind of realize you've been getting getting the same results for two days now. At that point, Drop the sticks. Go breathe some fresh air. Go watch a movie. Go watch TV. Go read a book. Touch you the know? grass. Ask, <laughs> ask, yeah. Ask grass? What is that? Ask I said grass. You grass. Talk oh. To. Oh. Oh, I okay. mean, if you want to go that route, hey, I will back you all the way. <laughs> I got the video camera. Oh, see, look. Look. It's we got this could be a good thing. Two guys, three guys, one lemon. You know what I'm saying? But someone's gonna be puckering. Someone's gonna be puckering. The first person that says "Ow, this burns" will know you have herpes. Um, but um, in all seriousness, man, like, like, Can I go last. <laughs> right, well, is that a confession, so to speak? I think we all heard it. Well, Texas said, "Next subject." Um, <laughs> No, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's the respect, you know, and it, the, it's the trust. And I think that that's above all the biggest thing that I, I think is the biggest thing in this whole relationship is the trust. I mean, like you said, you got, you give the guys the foundation and the tools to build their dream home. What they decide to build with those tools and that foundation is on them. Um, the harder you work, the bigger the home's going to be, you know, the more of a dream it's going to be. Um, but I think that's kind of what I take away. And like when I talk to other organizations about you guys, like, of course, I bring up the fact that our guys respect the hell out of you. I bring up 
your not only our guys' work ethic because of you guys, but your work ethic towards our guys. Um, I think you guys feed off of it. You know, I mean, obviously, if if you're coaching and you go, you go into you know a map and you start to talk to them about things and they start talking about other stuff and think you you're gonna be like, forget this, it's not even worth it, you know, today. But it's never been like that. It's always been like, hey, like you 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 know try this out. It's never you need to do this too. That's the other thing. It's try this out. And then when they start to realize why they're doing, why they're doing what it is that you're recommending you can see light bulbs start ticking. And I think that's when the magic really happens. You, you, can learn, you can learn one small thing a day for 365 days, and you'll never, ever be the same every day. And I think that's what's important when it comes to gaming. We're all here because we love it. But the fact that you guys are coaching other people because you love to help people just speaks volumes of who you guys are. And it's not just you two, it's your whole community. You know, we've all kind of, embraced each other and you know we've all come together and had a lot of laughs had a lot of learning i'm just saying like i that. really like that embrace i like it <laughs> i bet you do jake gillenhall uh, <laughs> don't ahead, hate me because i'm beautiful hey hey <laughs> no one has to know about this um famous last words right what stays uh, um, in the, what, what happens in the podcast stays in the podcast. Yeah, that's right until we put it on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I, I know, and I know that Texas has seen a lot too. You know, we we discuss this a lot. Texas, won't you uh, share your thoughts, brother? Oh, my biggest thought is just how impressed I am. I mean, I'm a terrible CDO player, and uh, you know, I'm sure y'all could turn me into a decent player. That's how good y'all have been doing. Well, why don't you just come just, on by? Ugh, I don't know if I have that kind of time to... I mean, if you're, impressed, <laughs> if you're impressed with that, you should see a lot of other things. Crazy. Whoa! Oh, <laughs> I think you need a glass of water, my friend. Jeez. What? He's just talking about his California king-size bed. Wait, that still <laughs> sounded wrong. <laughs> How would you know? Wait a, second. Wait a second. Wait a second. I'm sorry, Razor. I didn't mean to throw you under the bus. Or did I step right? Can't give everyone uh, our secret. I, I I'm, see I'm, a I see a steps on I'm stuck video coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh daddy. Yeah, well, you know. What happens on the podcast stays on the podcast. Or That's whatever right. razor whatever razor and conditions escape with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure it ends up on Pornhub. I'm not sure oh. that that y'all have y'all have like y'all have to split the coaching up like seven days a week, twelve hours a day just to get me my guy, uh, if you say tag team any more verbally, I'm just gonna have to come down to Texas. I'm just saying. Hey, <laughs> you show up on you show up on Thursday. There'll be brisket. Oh, huh? oh, oh, you're speaking oh. to a fat bitter guy. I'm, I'm all in. <laughs> I'm bearded. I'm skinny, but I'll still eat brisket. Hey, I contribute. I can cook, dude. I, I got this. Y'all see all my the hoes. All the hoes love my meat. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Texas won't be with us anymore because I'm <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> she can't hear me. I got the I got the door closed. She's good. I'm gonna be, be honest with you. I'm a hoe then. I know you are. <laughs> I know I know you love my meat. Oh dude. Oh, yeah. oh, come nice on, juicy meat. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. It's juicy. Sometimes it's a little overcooked. Oh, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's you're trying. 
You're trying to get something started, and I'm not going to fall into that. <laughs> this man has already stepped forward and admitted to his mistakes. I'm not. Ooh. You can know. Ooh. You that will not there? get me, devil. Nah, you don't understand. Texas is more like a burn ends guy, okay? He is a delicacy. I just want you guys to know that. Like it, that guy is He's not the main course, delicacy. he's just a thick ass snack. Uh, he's a whole ass snack, dog. He's a whole ass Thanksgiving that's, meal. That's, I see what you're saying. That's my right hand man. Like I don't there's look. Is this, where I, is this where I spit on it and, and we go uh, in or what? Well, this took a turn. Uh, oh. <laughs> wow, we went from comp to I figured, straight up, yes, daddy. <laughs> I figured you'd wait until the juices were there and then use that as lube. Okay. <laughs> you got, but you got to let it cool down a little bit so it thickens up a little bit. That way you get, ah. that, that way you get that right texture. Mm. <laughs> is that a <laughs> CDL? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs a cold shower? I do. <laughs> You know, like when you're in the hospital, if you wake up with an erection and the nurse just flicks it. Nope, just me. Got it. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> hey, it goes down quick, I promise. I'm uh, pretty sure if I was that guy in the hospital with an erection, I'd be dead and the nurse would be like, why waste? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that would be my luck. I didn't get to enjoy it. You know, exactly. I'd just be watching from the outside. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you pop a Bluetooth before you go to the hospital, it's a fun stay. That's all I'm going to say. And you could be in your room by yourself. Nobody will bother you because they're like, you know what he's doing in there? <laughs> That's when you just look at her. You want to go camping? I've already popped the tent. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Where were we? Uh, I, I think we got a little off filter here, guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna steer this this train back on the tracks. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, so, oh, what so about that said, what? What is your what is the biggest and best push for the Tuscan map? Ooh, man. Okay, so we're we talking S and D or hardpoint? Uh, let's go. Let's start with hardpoint. Oh, I like that. Okay, so really and truly, hardpoint and S and D are not different on the push for Tuscan off the rip because the first hardpoint position hill is in what we call uh, the U area where uh, a bomb would be. Okay. And you really need to push two through vines, one looking through Z towards church. And then you have one that extend to tree, preferably an AR, to get overview on the run side. Okay. Um, now, the thing is, is a lot of people don't realize how crucial the time is and the timing of hardpoint. Like, if you are always behind the eight ball on the time, you are running, rotating at the wrong times, you're not being quick enough to get the spawns. You're going to be playing 22 card catch up the whole time. You're going to be constantly being dropped before you can get to the point, and you know, etc. You're a dead so, man walking, basically. You are. There, there. It is super key to play hard point right. Um, if you don't, it's just if a team is better and more communicative and more qualified, so to speak, and they have the tools and assets to use at the right particular time, you're not going to come out on the winning side of that. Interesting. Um, now, if we go more S&D side, yes, the placements are nearly the same. Um, but the thing about uh, S&D on Tuscan is that A-Bomb is normally, I would say, about a 70% chance that's going to be the first plant um, when the team is going for a plant. B is usually just the one that they use to throw the other teams off because of the position the bomb is in and then the amount of time it takes for you to get into position to plant and for the enemy to get into position to plant. 
because on the planting side on Tuscan, you can actually make it to the bomb quicker than the other team can. So that is key and crucial. Um, if you have a better setup, you know how to hold lanes, work together, you'll get the key out, you'll win, get the bomb off and everything. So. Hmm. I just okay. learned something. Same. Free sneak peek of what you can learn. Like a like a teaser. Hmm. Nine ninety five. We just we just dangle it. We just dangle it out there, and we just wait for a nibble. Is that how you got married, Razor? <laughs> <laughs> no, Sorry. she made Sorry. me. She made me wait for that shit. <laughs> Sorry. It, Sorry. Was it brisket that you dangled, or? It was a trouser snake, and <laughs> apparently kinda, she was afraid of them at first. So I kind of hey, well. feel like it was more along the lines of the Chinese buffet, the rat on a stick type motive. <laughs> hey, with a little brown sugar on top, it's not that bad. You know, side note <laughs> story here, okay? My, some of you might know, but I'm diabetic. Well, my fat ass threw that shit right out the door the other day because I went to this Asian restaurant. You know, I'm not going to name names here, but they put sugar on that chicken on a stick. It was yeah, life changing. Life changing. Right? Especially when it's like crisp, you know, like it's uh it's caramelized a little bit. Yeah. They have deep sugar, they've done it all. I'm right. I mean they they trying to kill my ass, but at least I'm going out with a smile. Uh, yeah, well <laughs> hey, if you really if you really want like to to you know put yourself in a diabetic coma, try to put one of those on one of those Chinese donuts, dog. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Somebody go, ooh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I said it. I said it. Uh, <laughs> so I have one more question. What what is one item or or weapon or something along those lines that you did not wish was banned or otherwise GA'd? Oh, oh man. See it, it's a catch twenty two on that one. Okay. It's been banned and unbanned. Right now, I will tell you this. The one thing I wish was not banned is tactical sprint. Okay? Automatic tactical sprint. That is the dumbest thing to ban. Yeah. That doesn't Everyone sound very can smart. use it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, the logic behind that and the reason they banned it is because there's also a a little... Uh, 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 what is it? The, a setting you can set that will actually allow you to, while you're tactical sprinting, to reload, and it doesn't cancel. Okay, but the thing is, is like, how much of an advantage is that going to give you over gun skill, over using any other skill that you have? It's not an overpowered gun. It's not a damage mag. It's not something that's going to give you any more aim. If you're good on the sticks already, you can beat somebody on their movement. It's not hard. I mean, it's not something that is absolutely going to give you an advantage that nobody else can master as well. It, I just, I believe that is, they heard too many people, and I'm sorry, a lot of the crying was coming from the AR side. And it's because they were not good enough on the sticks to match the movement of someone who was proficient with the SMG and at breaking ankles. Getting away from engagements. So I feel like that was a dumb move by Vanguard, or you know, the makers of Vanguard. Let's go with that. Right. Interesting. So, so one of the FOF guys just made a good comment in the comment uh, in the chat. He said, "Let's 
talk about the F8 stabilizer on the MP3. Oh, yeah. It was banned and then was unbanned and banned again. Like, kind of, kind of clarify on that for some of our listeners. Okay. With the MP40, it's an SMG, so close range. It does have a good medium range build to it. The thing about the F8 stabilizer is it allows you to get in those engagements that are farther distance. Now, some of the maps, you don't really want to use, you know, the MP40. Um, I would say Gravutu is one of them uh, because it is a long lane map. Um, but the F8 stabilizer would make it a little bit more accessible on that map. Now, if you're running Bokage, it's not going to matter so much. You know, that's closed lanes. A lot of time you see four, v, four SMGs running on that map because you don't really need an AR, so to speak, depending on the playstyle. Now, the F8 stabilizer has been banned and unbanned and then banned again. Like, they need to make up their mind because, like Sherry is stating here in the chat, it is honestly more counterproductive to keep taking it away, give it back, and taking it away than to make a final decision and just leave it there. That's the thing that these devs don't understand is that our community is looking for confidence in their creators, okay, as far as the devs and the people that are in control of the whole Call of Duty scene. And then they're looking for stability. And a lot of the problem is, and what we're seeing nowadays, is they do not have that. They do not have the people in charge without making this well, let's go with this route. No, 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 let's backtrack and go this route. Too many chiefs, not enough Indians. See what I'm saying there? I feel you, I yeah. feel you. Yeah. Uh, Razor, what's your thoughts on it, man? I think the same thing. Um, the constant change in the rules and everything is just getting to be um, counterproductive. It, you're literally giving it to the guys. They get used to it. And how they run the SMG with it and everything like that. And then they're like, oh, no, we decide to ban it again. And it's just, it, it messes with anybody that plays CDL because it changes how you control the recoil. It changes how how long you stay on target. Because most people memorize, have muscle memory of how long it takes to kill someone. And every time they change shit, it just makes it so much more difficult. You start pulling your shots because you're used to using a gun that takes four shots to kill. Now they took that the the the, the attachment away, and now it takes five shots or six shots. And it's just it it really is a disadvantage to anybody that plays competitive because now they got to relearn everything. Um. Yeah, I can see that. It also it also transfers to Warzone. I mean, how many of the weapons have we seen go through overpower, nerf, then back to mediocre? I mean, they honestly they come in and they wreck the whole lobby. We saw a meta of double barrel shotguns, guys. Okay, Golly, several was... times in Warzone. Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't know how many complaints double. we've had. Okay, just watching community Call of Duty wise altogether. Now we've got Harry Potter's flying fucking Dutch wagon. Going through the fucking air.
rebirth. Aim or every other time you end a, pra- a scrim or a practice session, everyone has to back out, restart, and then come back in just so you can run the next one. It's just they need to fix the stuff that is immediate issues and just get their game together. I mean, it's like they're just sleeping on it. Girthy, Texas, let me ask y'all, did y'all play any Black Ops 1, Black Ops 2, or anything before that? Oh, yeah. I've been on Call of Duty since, pretty much since it came out. Like, okay. But, did like, we see I've these really... problems out of those? No. Exactly. No. But you might see one weapon that was overpowered, but it got a nerf not too far after that. Okay? And it was back to a peaceful even. Yeah, I th- and, and you know, obviously that's all done by design, so you'll use specific guns, which I don't agree with, but I I understand it, but that doesn't mean that I support it. Um, I will say that, you know, I think when Call of Duty starts becoming a, uh, you know, every two-year release, I think a lot of these problems could possibly be fixed. I'm not going to put my money on it, but there's a possibility that there's there's hope that one person on the, on the dev team is like, here's the deal. Here's what we're doing wrong. And somebody goes, you know what? We can try it. Because I mean, the, the day that that happens is the day that Call of Duty gets fixed. Oh, 100%. You know, there has to be, out of the thousands of employees across the different um, organizations that make these games, there has to be someone who's a realist there and understands the players down to the nitty gritty, you know. And I realize that those past titles, yes, Call of Duty was big, but it's it wasn't as big and as viewed as it is today. I mean, this is a huge monster. I mean, we looking at esports in general really popped out because of Call of Duty's blow up. Yes, we had Halo before. Yes, it was a big monster back then. It's making a little resurgence now. It's gained some traction. But Call of Duty is still at the main front of it for FPS. So I don't I haven't seen it. I haven't seen a game challenge Call of Duty. I, no. People will say Apex and people will say PUBG and things like that. But it's, has it really ever been a challenge? Well, the thing is, is like if you take PUBG in instance, it is the forefront of what? Warzone, Battle Royale. It's a breed of its own. I mean, yeah, it's huge following, but it's still not the COD base, you know? Right. And that's a, it's a, like I said, that's a breed of its own. And anything challenging Call of Duty right now is probably itself and the failures that it's having right now. That is the only thing that's holding them back. Well, um, they're they're, they're going to be responsible for their own downfall. They will be their, they are their own worst enemy. 100%. Yes. And that's 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 part of the issue. I will say this though, since we're on CDL, now that CDL is going to disappear and they're bringing MLG back and it's going to be all consoles in 2023. <laughs> I think um that gives me that gives me a lot of hope. So esports 10 years ago was not near what esports today is. And I felt like things were a lot more. I felt like the good players really showed up when it was MLG on console versus yes. like the way they do it now, where, you know, it's everybody's running the same thing, but it's, it's, it's still different to me. You know, console is, there's no, no more, um, 
there will be no more really advantages. It's literally raw talent versus raw talent. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with, you know, these <coughs> players getting caught with their programs and their computers, um, whether it be something simple or something completely obvious. Um, but I, I think that there's a lot of there's a lot of good that can come from MLG coming back, in my opinion. You know, I'm going to go and take us back in time for a minute, back to one of the COD championships. I believe it was for Rico versus Optic. I believe is who it was. I-, I can remember watching Farico had the bomb planted, pushing out with the MC M- or MSMC. Um, I can't remember which player it was pushing onto the bomb and taking the player off of the fuse. The feeling that I had watching that game was indescribable because of the skill and tenacity of each one of the players and the emotions that I know they were feeling because I was feeling them as well with when I watch and no offense to the computer and PC players out there, but when I watch them, I understand that they have more access to things that as console players do not in the ways of programs and cheats. And I'm not saying that every PC player does this. I'm not saying the majority does this. I'm just stating they have more access to it. They have come out with the same crap now for the consoles. But honestly, I don't see as many people doing it on console. Yeah, you can go buy a Cronus Zen. You can make your shots, you know, line up like it's set on a paperclip. But honestly, skill shows. It really does. And then so does the cheat and the hack and everything else. So when I talk about that championship and I talk about that feeling, that's where I want COD to go back to. I want to go back to that guy watching that pro team win that championship and the feeling that maybe one day I would be good enough to get Granted, I'm 30 years old now. I no longer have that dream. But I never lost that feeling. Imagine how I feel. I got six years on you. I'm sorry, Grandpa. <laughs> right. I got another. I got, I, got, I got one more question for y'all, if, if y'all don't mind. Okay. What Call of Duty engine do you prefer? The, the Modern Warfare and Vanguard engine or yeah. the Cold War engine? Cold War. I do. Okay. Uh, me, it's always been Modern Warfare. Um, but I also, as Wit said, play on PC. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, there's a big difference between the two, 100%. I didn't mind Cold War. Cold War is where I got my footing started in the CDL. And actually, the reason I even got interested in CDL was I was actually watching Wits and um, the A-Team actually play um, a scrim that they were doing. And that's what pulled me in. Um, now, as most of you know, I can't play competitive anymore. Um, he's saying GBs, like yeah. MLG and stuff like that. He is not saying that he's not competitive in scrims or training or anything like that. No. Um, I can't play GBs. I can't play stuff like that, as most of everyone in E-Res knows, especially the comp side. I had an injury that put me down. Uh, what's it been? A year and a half now. And yep. because of it, I cannot use a controller anymore. And we're, finding... we're glad you're still gaming, though. Oh, dude, I would have bought mm. him one of those gaming setups for his mouth. 
You know, I'm just saying. This guy is an asset to the community purely. Let his eyes follow. <laughs> have you seen some of those guys? Sorry, it's a side note, but have you seen some of those setups for those gamers that are uh, paralyzed? I mean, there's one yeah. of them I follow on uh, on Facebook and Twitch. The dude's an absolute beast, and he uses nothing but his mouth. You know, it, it's amazing to me that these guys can overcome such things like that and still enjoy the game, and that's what it's about. I'm gonna Here. need a link. I, I'll get it to you later. I, I have you really Warzone. not seen the guy that uses his mouth for gaming? Yeah, he's a he's, Warzone player too. Yeah, he's a Warzone yeah, player. Yeah, dude, he's in. It's tits. ridiculous. I just think that I, I think gaming has come so far and it's so prevalent. I mean, you know, in our last podcast, we we talked about like these game shops, uh, specifically GameStop, as they realized that you know a lot of these like. There's a lot of there's a lot of things that in order to keep up with the demands they had to start selling PC parts. They don't sell whole PCs, but if you need a new GPU or a motherboard or CPU Oof. or anything, they actually have them in stock. Two years ago, they were like, "If you're on PC, we can't help you." That's no. That's, they give you the download code. Yeah. Right. Right. The same people that will sell you a console that doesn't take discs, but will sell you the disc to go with it. Okay. Like, it's GameStop is 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 the devil for gamers, in my you, opinion. You pay two fifty for everything. Bring it back. I'll give you five cents. Yeah. 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 It's almost if it's you're almost, if you're lucky. It's almost like being a musician on Spotify thinking you're gonna get rich because you hit a million streams. They send you a check for three seventy five. And it's like, wait a second, something's not right here. So and then you go to these mom and pop shops and they're like, uh, you got a Nintendo sixty four, uh, we'll give you sixty four dollars for it. I'm like, Yeah, that's like sixty three dollars and fifty cents more than GameStop offered me. You know, like and I get it, it's a corporation versus like an LLC type company. I totally get that. But for me, it's all about the experience, you know, of buying and selling, you know, consoles. As a kid, you know, pawn shops, sh- shit like that. Like, you know, I used to get my consoles from a pawn shop. Get a, I, got my, I got my third PS4 for $90 at a pawn shop. Bro, I am right there with you. I can remember being nine years old waking up on christmas day and get that nintendo 64 fresh out of the package mario kart with it i was stoked right remember how how big the boxes used to be for the console too man oh my gosh bag of chips and and (laughs) 64 it was huge like the whole box was. You remember having to take out the disc and blow into them, you know, get a little dirt out of them so the play right, yeah. you know? Because yeah. you haven't taken it out of the console in six months. Like, <laughs> yo, like, if you guys haven't, if you guys didn't hear our last podcast, it was on the history of consoles. I highly recommend going to check that out because we had some really good conversations about consoles there, Texas, and I did. Um, so I got a question for you guys. So I enjoy watching CDL because I like to see, it's just like watching professional sports. I like to see the best of the best go at it. And they all have different techniques and they all have, you know, great thing is they all have different minds, but they're all limited to the same rules. When you go to watch CDL, who, which team do you usually find yourself watching the most of? Now are we stuck at a time period like recent, or can we go let's, past? Let's go. Let's go. Current teams today. Who are you most excited to see this season? 
I mean, honestly, I'm 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 the Green Wall fan, man. Yeah. I always have been. Now, like I, I have been a, a Farico in the past, and a, a lot of the other organizations that are no longer competing, but OG Scumpy at the top. The the man is always four moves ahead of everybody else. I'm not saying he doesn't have a bad game, but I tell every one of our guys, and when we have our introductions, playing competitively FPS is like playing chess. You need to be four moves ahead of your opponent. And, you know, I'll give you a description here. One of the drills that we go through is what I call 2v1s, 2v3s. And what I'm doing is I'm putting you in a pressure situation if you're on the side that only has two players versus the three opponents. It's not for you to win, but it's for you to calculate how in order to move step by step by step in order to possibly get that win. Because I don't care what game you play, where you're at with it, if it has a search and destroy, you're going to be in a situation where you were down 1v4, 1v2, 1v3. It's going to be in those situations. It's going to happen. So it's better off to practice it than not to. So when watching Scumpy play, and especially in the S&D side, the man's an absolute menace in respawns. But him and Nadeshot back in the day, because Nadeshot was really an OBJ player, the man's S&D was calculated. I mean, it was it was like, honestly, watching Stephen Hawking calculate the moves ahead and then embarrass the opponents coming at him. It, it was a magical thing for me. So Scumpy is still around, and he still is making those moves today. That's the thing. Scumpy is playing with people that looked up to him when he first started. You know, he's literally playing people that have modeled, playing against people and with people that have modeled a lot of their game after him. Um, okay. I will say this, going back in time, the, uh, this, you know, Skump, Karma, Krim, and Formal. Well, let's, just, let's just go with Skump and, and Karma. Watching oh. those guys do their job, like, and I mean do their job, they were playing chess while the other guys were playing freaking Go Fish. They were, they were, <laughs> And Karma, really, Karma was probably better than Skump at high-pressure situations, in my yeah. opinion. Uh, you couldn't rattle Karma. Now, Formal used to be that guy where you really couldn't get in his head, but everything was kind of a joke to him, and he knew he was good. And then as he got older, I realized, I, I feel, that he started to kind of break a little bit. And I don't mean that in a way that, like, he's passed his prime, he's watched, anything like that. It was more, he became so reliant on a team that if it came down to just him, the odds of him clutching up what he needed to weren't the same as they were six years ago. I think a lot of that has to do with how COD has progressed over the years as well. I mean, you have to rebuild your team structure from title to title and how you play the game. I mean, just looking at Cold War and then to Vanguard, the movement style in those two games are completely different. You know? Sure. Well, that's, that's, why, that's why Formal walked away. You know, yeah. he knew that he wasn't going to be... He knew he wasn't going to be what he needed to be for, for, for Optic. He knew that. But Optic made a very smart move by... Well, two smart moves by picking up Shotzi and Illy. Um, me personally, I think, I think Shotzi and Skump, they, 
they really complement each other. Um, I'm glad that they held on to Dashy. I like Dashy. Um, but I was a big Envoy fan. I thought I thought the guy was. I I still think he's got an incredibly bright future. Um, but I'm very satisfied with the Green Wall roster as it is. Obviously, I'm a big Optic fan. Um, but that really all kind of started when I started paying attention to you know uh, just the the uh, what was it called the the Dream Team you know the uh, the Dynasty back in the day. Man, that, that shit was so different. Like I would watch that. And then want to play Call of Duty for a week straight. I would want to play Call of Duty until it's time to watch them again. Exactly. You know, and I think that's, I was, a, I was you know, a, like a kid, you know. And I, I really fell in love with Call of Duty and Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2. Like, that was when I was completely hooked every day. Um, I would be touring and, like, instead of, like, out partying and things, I would want to go and play Call of Duty in my bunk. Yeah, 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 I was, I was the same guy, man. Black Ops One was really where I took a huge interest in it, and especially in the CDL side or you know the MLG and watching them and seeing how they performed. You know, there was a point every one of us has started on an FPS game where we walk around, we don't know how to move the sticks right. We're looking at the sky, we're looking at the ground, and we're getting shot. You know, and to see the progression through then into now. But watching those guys, and this is one of the, you know, the homework assignments that we put to our guys. Watch the CDL players. You don't realize how much information and how much you can learn just by watching these guys play. Lanes, uh, the way they play as far as pushing lanes, headies, um, stuff we didn't know about. I'm still learning every single day. I watch these guys. Well, I didn't know you could look through that. I didn't know you could peek that lane like that. Oh, that's a better smart push. Stuff like that, you know? It's not anything that is a secret to the Call of Duty community. These guys have 24 hours a day to figure out how to play Call of Duty the best as possible. I'm a regular, you know, blue-collar worker. I have from 7.30 to 4.30 of work, and then the rest of the night taking care of stuff and a little bit of time putting towards being the best that I can at my hobby. So who do I want to look for on the most information? It's going to be the pros. Same, same with, same with any sport, you know, I mean, that's, that's just it. Like perfect example, man. Uh, My nephew's big football fan. Um, His, his thing is he likes to do one-handed catches. He's like, Oh, Odell. And it's like, yeah, you know, it's the same. (laughs) Use two hands, punk. Yeah. (laughs) And he said, don't you ever try that again. Uh, But, you know, I, I, I think I I agree with that. I mean, and, and honestly, if you've never sat down for an entire day and watch CDO, watch multiple teams go at it. Don't just watch your favorite team. Like watch some of these other guys. Um, one of the one of the teams that I really enjoy watching is the Subliners. Yep, uh, I was gonna say that. Yep. I'm a huge Clayster fan. Um, to be honest with you, I'm not a Crim Six fan at all, but um, I respect the man. He's a uh, he's kind of a baby in my opinion, but mm-hmm. he you can't deny his greatness. He's Tom Brady. Okay, like you can't deny oh. that the guy can, can play. Okay, he is Tom Brady on the side that he has skill. He's not Tom Brady on the side that he has all the wins. <laughs> Let's put uh, it that okay. way. But okay, it's more on the side of you hate him, but you can't deny that he you is a good it. player. Yes. Um, 
you know, um, I like to watch, you know, uh, even, <laughs> believe it or not, methods. Like, I, I'm looking forward to seeing this Boston team. You know, um, uh, if I think the um, Florida team, uh, the Mutineers, the Mutineers, if you haven't team. watched them, you should. <laughs> they are they are an underdog by far, but they are Guys, not to man. be counted out. Not to be counted out whatsoever. There's a couple of rookies that came in that just blew the door wide open with the skill. And is where is they go from here, rookie? no one's going to know. Is the is Awakening one of the rookies? I believe so. I know Sky's for sure. I need this Ranger in this chat for this. This guy is complete this fangirl is for Mar- or for Mutineers. I'm just saying. Who's your Who's your team, Razor? Mutineers. Why is that? And I, I'm just asking out of curiosity. Like, what What gets you going with those guys? Um, just how they play. It's I don't know. It it one. I was born in Florida, so for me, it's just they just the way they play, the way they do everything. And even this year, like they like even Wit said, they're the underdog. They really are. Um, they're just, I think they're going to be the team that, you know, they need to watch for to come up back up from the bottom. Uh, yeah, I, I'll definitely be checking them out. Um, who's your, who's your favorite, uh, COD pro razor? Dump, but that's because <laughs> I just like the way he plays his, his, the way he methodically plays. It's like what said, he's always four steps ahead of everyone. Oh, absolutely. And he's probably got the the best brand when it comes to COD pros, mm-hmm. um, you know. But I mean, he and and he's he's a likable guy. Like it, people talk shit about him. Very rarely, it's not like it's a normal occurrence. But they'll talk shit about him. It's like, but what do you have against the guy? I mean, what could you possibly not like about the guy? It's because they're he's better than them. That's yeah, it. All comes down to it's jealousy. Everything that any anything in those lines, it always comes down to jealousy. I can't be you, so I'm going to be jealous of you. And and that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Uh, they can they can have it. You know. But Either way, I, if you're jealous of him, you're watching him, so he's making money anyway. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I tell you, I, I'm excited to see what Clayster and Crim Six come up with. That's, that's two guys that know the fucking game. <laughs> One are, and they uh, both have rings. Like, yeah, both have... And deservedly so. Um, yeah. I, st- I think it's still Clayster's team, but I think Crim6 is very complimentary in a way that... Um, it, it, Clayster's is... Everybody knows that he's the guy you can turn to if you want a little more advice than what you, what you have. Crim6 is the guy that's probably going to tell you, like, fuck off, I'm practicing. Yes, one hundred percent. Crimson's attitude is, <laughs> but 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 when you go in, you know that your team. I mean, even Hydra. I'm I like Hydra, um, but you you go in there and you're like, I got these two guys like that have my back for the next couple of hours. You think I'm worried about shit? No, not at all. Just like if I'm, if just like if I'm, you know, even even if I'm I'm optic and I'm, let's say I'm Ilian Dashy, like I, I'm probably having the most confidence I've ever had in my career right now. But the rosters are so uh, they're so well made this season that I am so excited just to see exactly how this is going to pan out. 
and how you know who who's going to end up winning the whole thing. I mean, even you know, Face Face kept their 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 squad solid. They had a good year last year. Um, obviously, the best year out of any team. But I think you're going to see a lot of upsets, and you're going to see these young guys start to progress like you've never seen some of these younger cats progress throughout the season. And it's because they have the vets on their team that can really push them. And I think a lot of the vets, what I feel like is happening is these vets are starting to take a back seat and starting to push these young superstars out. Um, the only one that really can't afford to do that is Scump. That's because he's kind of been carrying his squad the past couple of years. But that's just not who he is either. He's the guy that will help you behind the curtain. But like when it's his time to shine, the man's going to shine. You know, yeah. so that's just my opinion. Like I said, I, I'm a huge CDL fan. I just don't play it a lot. Um, but I am so excited about this season. And I think I think it's going to be one for the record books. Even though it's not going to be the best season ever, it's going to be it's going to be one to be remembered because of the way the teams are built. That's all I'll say. Well, you know, I'll say this as well. When looking back at the other teams, we usually had one team that we knew was like, man, they're stacked as fuck. Like, we fixed to see them pop off. But this this season, this year, these teams are, like you said, they are well-rounded. It's, it's a toss-up, in my opinion, of who's going to walk away with the crown. You know? And if any of the guys in the program that we have here at FOF aspire for anything pay attention to the cdl and pay attention to those guys because yes we can help you but so can they even if they don't directly contact you and talk to you there's there's no better information than learning from somebody who's doing it and lives it 100 percent of the time i agree and if you just want to fangirl with me i'm that's another good reason to watch too i mean (laughs) Like I said, these these guys, look, look, when Optic came out with their lineup, even though it was leaked, my first reaction was, I don't know of a team that's going to compete with this. And then the next couple weeks, you start seeing the roster start to get leaked out a little bit, and you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, Subliners are, they're doing what? You know, and, and like, I, I honestly thought that it was going to be, this is my personal opinion, just because of the way that Chicago Optic kind of took over Empire. I thought we were going to see a Scump and Crim 6, you know, reunited. And I, I actually think it would be fantastic for the league. Um, I just don't think as, as people, I don't think they're quite there yet. Uh, but as a fan, I sure would have loved to see it. I'd still hate Crim 6. But... <laughs> But I'd be glad he's on my team and not another. Exactly. You know, he might be like, an asshole, but at that point, he's your asshole. That's my, that's my little brother you're talking about, okay? Only I get to talk shit. But I, I, I think, um, you know, obviously, Krim, Krim doesn't have a whole lot of time left. Um, but I think that, the, like you said, the rosters are probably as balanced as they've ever been. and as a fan of CDL, that should excite you for CDL moving forward because it's kind of like, you know, pro baseball, football teams. Like, you've had these teams that haven't really had a big name on their team yet, but then these 
your favorite team if it's even if it's you know something like I, I don't even know who I would who I would even sample say if like you're a I don't know a Seattle Surge fan you know and and you know kind of start to sign these big names and you start to see that the young players coming in are these guys that they can still they can still play too um you start to get excited and I think this year will be the year that you're going to see a lot of shit talking because there's so much talent out there and everybody's going to be fighting for that, you know, just for that, that title of the best of the season. And it's going to be a good one. I'm excited. I'm more excited about this season than I have been the past three or four seasons. Um, Absolutely. And I think even moving forward, when they make the switch over back to MLG, I think it's going to get even better and it's going to become even more competitive. Now we are actually starting to see esports become competitive. And it's not just, oh, I can see this team winning this year, no problem. Like, it's, I, I have no idea who's going to win this year. I couldn't even, I, I mean, I know who I hope to win, but there's a lot of good players out there. Um, and FaZe is still going to be up there as much as they annoy me. And I, I don't know if you guys have ever heard me explain. So I've always compared FaZe and, and Optic as being completely different organizations. FaZe is very much a clout organization. You know, their guys like to game with celebrities and things like that. Uh, I respect it. That's their niche. They found it. They went with it. Um, totally respect it. But Optic is that team that they want to... They want to win. They care about winning. They don't care if you see them in between weekends, in between their matches or whatever. They don't give a shit. They just want to win. And they're going to put together the, the most competitive lineup that they're able to with what they have. And I think that that is the type of person that I am. So that's kind of what drew me to, you know, to kind of stay around with Optic and, and kind of, you know, continue. Of course, Scump's a big reason. But, you know, at the same time, I watch Optic and it always takes me back to, you know, um, the Dynasty days. And we'll never, ever see that ever again. You know. Yeah. It, and like, like you're talking about not seeing it again, the doors of opportunity for you to go pro were slim to none because of the publicity that you could get to achieving that. Nowadays... What all doors have we opened up and advancements in the CDL MLG um, scene? I mean, we've got colleges now that are offering programs for esports players, for gamers to be on a scholarship. High school, dude. High High schools are doing the same thing. We we have. We have. I was in high school. We have a guy in E Rise that is a part of his 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 school's competitive team. Not only that. Apparently, the military is putting together teams. What? I yes. didn't hear that. Yes. Yes. It's like That'll I guess be the next MLS. They're gonna. They're gonna be like the next. Uh, the next uh, drone pilots or something. I have no idea. But um, but man, I I just think that you know, I think that it's taken off. I mean, the money's starting to become real. You know, um, and the cool thing about streaming is you can watch your favorite players at any time. I know, you know, uh, look at Scump. I just saw Scump stream today. He's just watching himself play. Like, that shit right there, that shit never sleeps. And to let people in, if you guys are looking to learn more CDL, 
Go watch some of these pro guys when they stream. They'll tell you everything they're trying to do. They'll tell you what they have in mind. They can take you back to that moment. That's that's how good they are. And they don't they don't play the same every round. Like they they have by the time that round one's over, they're already thinking about round five. That's the way they work. Yep. Um so uh, we always play a game when we start to get to the end of a podcast, and I always let Texas take the take the realm on this one. Uh, Texas, what game do you have in mind today for our you know, special special uh, guest? I'm not exactly sure. Um, sometimes we do a little F Mary kill, uh, a little bit of this or that. Um, I, I'm not sure. I, I think let's let's do a little bit of this or that. Okay, start us off. Let me let me let me think of one. You caught me off guard. I have no clue what this game is. So. Hey, I got one then. This or that. I'm gonna keep it simple. That way, you guys can get a feel for what may come or what may not come. Okay. All right. Pineapple pizza or <laughs> veggie burger. Pineapple pizza. Pineapple pizza. Oh my gosh. Texas, we have two serial killers on our podcast right now. Facts. Bro, I'm competitive. I'm going to kill everybody. <laughs> uh, funny story or one-liner? One-liners. Yeah, get to the point. Yeah. What about you, Razor? Mm, funny story, but that's because I, I like yeah. being the funny man. Uh, okay. I'm like Boondock Saints. I'm the funny man. <laughs> Uh, day or night? Night. 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 <laughs> Spit or swallow? Ask Razor. <laughs> <laughs> See, one-liners. Swallow. Uh, definitely, definitely swallow. It's good for your throat. Good, you might as well be the best, right? <laughs> hey, if you're going to spit it out, you're just a quitter, so. Can, I, right. can I add to this one? This, uh, this, yeah, this or that. So, here's one for you Would you rather give 99% of a blowjob or the last 1%? The last 1%, always. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a hard worker. Let me get that 99%. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the 99. I don't know. The whole spiritual wall thing? Nope. <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of like building a house and like pizza a roof on the house. It's like, well, <laughs> no, here you can finish her off. At least I know if, in that case that I'm pissing somebody off because I'm not wanting to do that. So I'll go the ninety nine percent. Here's a good one: take a pay cut or quit the job. Quit the job. I know my value. Uh, you right. look at yeah, the economy quit, nowadays. Quit I can find job. another job. <laughs> quit the job. Um, Wimmer skydive, skydive, skydive. Yeah. Never what done it? it, but would love to. I got you. No, what I got was it? you. Swim or skydive? Yeah, spit or swallow. <laughs> <laughs> skydive. <laughs> yeah, swimming's just not that fun to me. Maybe I'm old. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think that is an age thing because I just don't care to swim anymore either. Like it just takes too much effort, and it's just what's the point? Razor, you ain't got to worry about swimming shit floats. (laughs) I'm kidding, bro. I'm kidding. I love you. I'm not. I'm not shit. I'm the. I'm the uh, payday that's floating in the pool, bitch. 
<laughs> I say you're a little nutty. Oh yeah. Nutty's <laughs> full of nuts. Any anybody that well, either way, it's still a win win. <laughs> ask you this. You guys are coaches. Group feedback or one on one feedback? Oh man, that that's a tough one. Oh. Because there's value to both. I think it right. really for me it would determine on how valuable the information is. You know, I can have a group of idiots telling me that, you know, pink is purple, but you know, it's going to be what you believe. Let me ask you this. When it comes to your feedback as a coach, would you rather hear it one-on-one or would you rather hear it as a group? I want to hear one-on-one because I want to delve into that player. What's going on? If they're coming back towards me as far as they're giving me feedback, definitely one-on-one. Well, here's Um, the thing. Group feedback turns into one-on-one feedback if you allow it. True. Yeah. So earlier... I got two more for you. Earlier, you were talking about, you know, being able to shoot someone even if their movement's on point, right? Yes. So check this out. Speed or accuracy? Accuracy. Accuracy 100%. The thing is, if you're flying around the map, you got great movement, but you're trying to paint a picture around somebody because you have no, you know, no aim, you're not going to be good in the situation. Yeah, you can get away from engagements, but... Or you're not going to help anything from that. You can ask everyone that I coach. The one thing I drill them on over and over and over is slow the fuck down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. I, we, look, and I'm really bad about that on Warzone. Like, I don't go into a gunfight thinking, oh, I'm going to lose this. At that point, why even, why even go into it? Girthy, matter of fact, it was uh, about a week ago. You told me slow down, wits. Yeah. <laughs> you told I mean, me that in Warzone. Yeah, well, he didn't want. Like, he didn't want to finish fast. I mean, come yeah, on. I mean, oh, you know, I, I like. In, I, I'm trying to. I'm trying to like. You know, enjoy this indulgence. I don't get. To, I don't get to get you on Warzone very often. So when I do, you know, I'm trying to take my time. You know, what? placement is key, baby. Placement is key. I'm no, just but, telling you. But I mean, that's just it. Like, it, I, 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 know, I, I know you'll be in my DMs asking for selfies. I got you. Check this <laughs> out. I got one more. I'm going to throw What about selfies? Uh, it's National Selfie Day. I already uh, posted I, mine. <laughs> you, I'll, I'll post mine. Give me just a minute. Uh, um, painful truth or comforting lie? Are you going to post your, are you gonna post your head? What? Painful truth. Or, or a comforting God. lie. Bro, okay. Let me let me tell this first and foremost. I am probably the bluntest person comes to a serious conversation. I want the painful truth to always come out. No matter how cringy it makes you feel. Or it makes the person that you're telling it feel. Because I hold honesty key above everything else. If you are lying to me, I don't respect you. I'm sorry. No matter if it's to benefit me and let me down easy, that is just disrespectful in my my eyes. I agree with that. Same I agree thing. with that. You, you know, you're I, either honest or you're not. I'd rather you tell me 100% what you think versus sitting there and trying to sugarcoat something or spinning the uh, truth spinning the truth to make it less. Just yeah, like tell I, me what you got to say. I'm just it's just, just like just tell me if it's three inches, it's three like, inches. It's not a big deal. <laughs> It's just like getting a shot at the doctor, you know. Like just let's. You're just more like and... five, so it's okay though. <laughs> Don't lie. <laughs> well, we almost got a shot at both heads. 
<laughs> so, well, guys, we appreciate having you guys. You know, you guys, I, we know that you could be coaching another team right now, but you chose to hang out with us for, for the last hour and a half. We appreciate you. You know, we look forward to many, 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 uh, you know, experiences with you guys, having you guys on here. Of course, you know, you guys are absolute legends for what you do uh, with our CDL community, but not just ours, but everybody's. Because I know one thing, I will always go to bat for FOF when it comes to community not knowing whether or not they want to bring FOF in to help themselves. I will tell you all this. If you're out there listening to this, if I give you any piece of advice for the rest of your life, it's this. Pull the fucking trigger. Simple as that. You won't regret it. And yes, that is a pun towards Call of Duty. But pull the trigger. Call these guys. Get in touch with them. You can find them on Facebook. If you're interested in getting one-on-one -on -one help and making sure that you're competitive when it comes time to do scrims and competitions, if you don't call them, you are wasting your time and you are not doing your communities. Uh, you're doing the, your community a disservice. That's what I will say. I figured when you said you were wanting to pull the trigger, you were talking about a happy ending, but this is a happy ending. I kind of exactly. got a little disappointed there. I've got to, I got to give back to the Eyes here. Um, thank you for having us. We're very honored for y'all to allow us on the podcast and for everything else that y'all have done. Um, we're gonna grow leaps and bounds, not only because of the progress that we made alone, but because of the progress that y'all have put behind us and helped us to achieve. And y'all. We couldn't ask for a better brother organization in this endeavor. Truly, thank you from everybody at FOF. It's all the same love back towards you guys. Big uh, love, big love. Yeah, dude, we, we can't say enough good things about you guys. Like I said, I will always go to bat for you guys. But that is the end of this this episode. Texas? Yes, brother. You know, I always end it. You know I love you. You know I love you, daddy. Everybody, tell somebody you love them today. We'll talk to you next time. That's right. Don't forget to share the potty. We outie.